Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out What do you feel about actors and enter- other entertainers trying to go into the music business? Actors going into music? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like comedians going into sports. Like, I mean, it's. I think it's a lot, a lot easier for people to go into acting than it is for people to come from acting into other things. So you're saying Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper and was it Joe Perry? Yeah. Maybe. And the Hollywood vampires, it, it's not. It's, I mean, it's like me throwing the ball to LeBron. Or maybe <laughs> well. like me getting Gatorade for LeBron, maybe, is really what it is, probably. I'd say out of the gates with that name. Like, what are you talking about? Like, don't shoot yourself in the foot right away by calling yourselves the Hollywood vampires. It's a bit dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit like, what? I want to wear scarves. <laughs> it's like the Lost Boys got old and started a rock band. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So, so we're we're saying we don't we're not in agreement on Eddie Murphy. No, uh, <laughs> hey Eddie, not bad. What's that? What's that? Eddie but is song? there? A tr- what is it? It She's, was um, my girl wants to party all the time. Is that? Yeah, yeah, party oh. all the time. Um, is there a track record of any success going from acting to singing? Yeah, other than just the novelty of like, hey Bruce, did you know Bruce Willis uh, croons? I can't. Don, Don Johnson. Uh, Michael <laughs> Michael Chiklis came out with a hard rock, like progress, prog rock album a couple years ago. I mean, Kiefer's got Ke- his country band. <laughs> Kiefer's the man. I love Kiefer, but it's just, he again, is, it's, but man. But I'm not that, was, that was somebody with a little too, too much money, like being able to do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. And nobody being able to be, be like, I don't know if you want to put this out there. I mean, well, actually, ironically, Johnny Depp moved out here to be a musician. Yeah. And then went into acting. I can't think of anybody... Because I mean, let's put it this way: if you can do it in music, you're probably just going to do it in music. I mean, I can't think of anyone who who's you know is in music because they can't make it somewhere else. Well, the Bacon Brothers do tour and have been a touring band for a while. Who? So I've never heard them, but Kevin Bacon and his brother have done the that. The Bacon for a Brothers. While. That's like what is it yeah. a dog treat? Like I didn't know. Yeah. It's a lot of bacon. It's, it's good. I'm never like that's too much bacon. So um, uh, Tenacious D, kind of Tenacious D is kind of a ish yeah i don't yeah. i mean it's, is it really I feel music? like they're more it's like comedy entertainers yeah it's I not really totally fall but under... still but still like that is a good example that's of as close as you're gonna get at least something because that's, they that's very similar to say like dean martin who was like a part of a comedy troupe but also a crooner who also acted like that's kind of a similar he they're just all around yeah entertainers. i mean like you know and even what's his name what's his name jack black has said that he's like i can't play serious music and it's like yeah it's always easier to be funny in music than it is to actually be artistic yeah. like going that way going the other way like going from music to acting it just takes charisma you know like you said jonathan there's a director there's a crew there's yeah. like there's lines you just need to have that swagger and just comfortability to pull it off you know with music you can't really just i think we're comfortable 
thrift. I mean, like you could sit there and learn how to play guitar too. I mean, like, not really. You, can't, you just, can't do that really in a, even a couple of years. You could play guitar your whole life and then be an actor and be able uh, to play music. Like I, I don't. Like, yeah, uh, totally. Well, I'm just, just for yeah, example, we just don't like, have a track record of any success. That, that's fair. That's absolutely <laughs> fair. So when, when, <laughs> when, when you think about vice versa, Neil, what do you, what do you think about in terms of a musician? moving into the acting world the the one who's done it best is ice cube the way he's what he's done with his career from like nwa to uh boys in the hood friday and then all of his subsequent movie films like and he yeah. and he's still relevant as a talking sports as a pop culture icon like he really has done a fantastic job at yeah. navigating his career boys in the hood and friday were, were, were i mean are two classic films so jonathan jonathan what you got my default kind of best, you know, whatever it was like. I mean, Bowie. I mean, Bowie did a lot of stuff. But was he was he good in any of it? I mean, he was like starred in like Labyrinth. I mean, it was a lot of people love that movie. And then also, but for me, the thing that really jumps out, he played um, Andy Warhol in Basquiat, and yep. he's it's like him and Dennis Hopper and like the the star is it, last name's Wright. I can't think of it. Jeffrey Wright, and it's like. I mean, and like he's holding his own. I mean, uh, with like Dennis Hopper and Jeffrey Wright, who I think are amazing actors. So it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, Bowie's yeah. certainly known and for that. Bowie crossed over into all kinds of art. Like, and he Absolutely. crossed genres. He crossed dressed. He, he did it all. <laughs> he crossed dressed. <laughs> he crossed dressed. <laughs> um, I would say that the first one that comes to mind for me uh, is Tupac yeah, Above the Rim, specifically Above the Rim. Not I juice. I need to so watch much. that again. Not juice. I, juice. I, I, juice is fine, but above the rim, I just have. I, I've seen more. Like I saw juice, you know, when it came out on VHS or whatever. But my brother and I went to my grandmother's in like North Mississippi, and we were probably like twelve when that. I was probably twelve when that came out, and we rented Above the Rim, and she watched it with us. Oh my god! Okay, seventy-year-old woman born in Mississippi in the twenties, just chain smoking cigs. Like, what is this? <laughs> That's so funny. But I loved it, and he was actually good. He kind of carried the movie. Also, d- does UHF out. count? I mean, Weird Al's a musician, but like, <laughs> I-, I do love that movie, and it was a it was a favorite of mine uh, hey, when I was younger. I think that's an honorable mention. I would say so. I mean, honestly, honestly, I like Justin Timberlake's film roles better than his music. I don't like Justin Timberlake at all. So I don't. But I like. Like I, I thought he was great him. in Social Network. He's good on Saturday Night Live. I'll give him that. And he's good in the movie where him and his friends kill that kid. Like I remember based on. It's based no, on a true story. he is awful in uh, <laughs> Alpha Dogs. He is awful. Is he? I don't think he's so awful. bad. He's so bad in that movie. Are you? I, I think I feel like one. you're saying he's such a d bag. He can't even play a d bag. No, because he plays a D-bag well in Social Network, and it's like, oh, it kind of seems like you're playing yourself right here. Speaking of guys from boy bands going to the going to film, I mean, Dirk Diggler just took all his notes from Ice Cube and really oh, yeah. just knocked it out of the park. I mean, he went from Marky Mark to a beloved actor. Is he even considered a musician still? Uh, yeah, is he even considered a musician? Like, I I know he started there, <laughs> but like, it, he's almost more of an act. It just he's an actor, totally. But he started with Good Vibrations and the Funky Bunch, man. The Funky Bunch. There, there's a, a movie. <laughs> 
there's a movie he was in. Uh, was it called Rockstar, where he plays, where he's a guy yes. who? Yeah. Oh my god! Fuck yeah. that, was, and that was based it's on so uh, that was based on Judas so. Priest. Actually, after their guy left, uh, Rob Halford. It's so left. bad, but it's such a fun watch. It is. It is but a what's good very watch. funny, if you watch the end of that, at one point he walks out on stage, and I guess the director everyone to fuck with him, and they start playing the Funky Bunch instead of like the rock music. And apparently that kind of shit, he's not a fan of that, apparently. I guess he wants to forget his funky bunch years. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I got one for you. Uh, John Bon Jovi, actually. Uh, there's this movie, U571, uh, this uh, submarine movie with this, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey submarine movie? John Bon Jovi's in that. <laughs> I don't even remember him being in that. Is that a breakout how- crossover? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, we're talking about actors... You know, I mean, I guess that that's the same as like Meatloaf and Fight Club. You know, <laughs> in death, I am. What's his name? Do you remember his name? No, big t- like <laughs> tit man. Like, Speaking of big tit tits, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see it all worked out in the end. On that note, uh-huh. <laughs> this is you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you <laughs> this week. We are talking about uh, an all timer uh, that also did a little acting in her spare time, and that would be Dolly Parton and her hit Jolene from 1973's Jolene. Jolene, 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 I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. This isn't one of my favorite songs of all time. or I picked it because Dolly is another figure that has been in my life my entire life similar to the Poncho and Lefty thing of, you know, I've heard her since I was a kid. The first time I remember hearing this song was at a White Stripe show, and they covered it. Oh, really? And during the show, I was like, I know this song. And then going home, or like remembering it a couple weeks later, and looking it up, and being like, oh, it's a Dolly Parton tune. Which, you know, I, so I probably heard it when I was younger, but it didn't really stick. And then when I listened to the original, I was immediately drawn to the picking, the, the guitar picking in the song. It, it's, it sounded very unique to me, and, and the vibe it, it created for something like that. Like, it didn't really sound like a Loretta Lynn song or like, you know, Tammy Wynette song or whatever other country you hear in the early 70s. And the classic lyric about jealousy, it's perfect, it's short, it's concise. And her vocal, which is just so down home, it's just a really solid song. It was her second number one. It launched her career, and it's what was her first number one? Coat of many colors. Was that a number one hit? Two doors that, down, maybe. That's what just I would be, guess. Just because I'm a woman. Her first number one. number one hit was uh, 1970s Joshua. Hmm. Funny that great, you great know song that. name, by the way. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I think uh, Jolene's. Uh, it, it's a really great song. I mean, I think it's a lot of the greatness comes because it's the beginning of an icon's career. I think it's well written, but I think the production and the voice are I mean, extraordinary. I mean, you could make a case that Dolly Parton is the single most talented person in the history of country music. I could, I feel like I can make that case between her writing, her playing, and her singing. And her business acumen. <laughs> Even beyond that, exactly. But for, just, but for all of it, like she's one of... Definitely one of the most important people and one of those talented. And I think this song shows it, whereas I, th- I think this is a good song that she makes great just because of her voice and her taste and her artistic sense. 
I think it's a great song. I, I you know, she sang it, but I, I think it has a certain timeless quality to it. I think the theme and the musicality of the song is great. Um, it's very haunting and like no one ever wants to, you know, lose their loved one or whatever. It, it, it's a very common theme. I know it has a ton of impact. I know when I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck is that? And, you know, someone's like, oh, that's Dolly Parton. You're like, oh, my God, that's, that's awesome. Perfect. <laughs> There's Dolly Parton. But, it's like, wow. Um, it, it just it kind of like cemented her legacy in my mind. Like when I first heard that, I was like, wow, it's so unique. You know, I think it is the, the swing of the percussive guitar. As soon as it starts out, it just sounds different. The way she sings is so, I can't think of any other word, but cute. Like it's, it's has a very innocent quality to it. And it really shows off what she does well. And in a cool song, that's not overproduced country. It's very just bare bones, raw, just good songwriting. Well, it's so funny you say it, it. the vocal is cute because I feel like growing up, you know Dolly from 9 to 5 or Here We Go Again yeah. or, or, or kind of some her more poppy <laughs> songs like that. Uh, I, I, I would love to see a 10-year-old Josh listen to Here We Go Again. <laughs> Here, we go, Here uh, we go again. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um. <laughs> you're like going to lunch in preschool or some shit. You're just like, another juice hey. box. And well, to hear her from this time, I mean, I do think if you listen to this, was, this was on her thirteenth album. What you know, like she this was on her thirteenth album. Wow, Dolly, prolific. This is from this is thirteenth album. The album Jolene in nineteen. Well, this was released as a single in seventy three, and Albums then it were came different out then though like, on the album. But if you listen to kind of like the '60s stuff, I mean, she's repro- she, she's putting out like two albums a year from like '66 yeah, right, right, right. to '74. Like, but right. still, it's that's so impressive. It, it's crazy. crazy. But again, this, she didn't have a number one hit until you know '70. And Porter Wagoner was kind of like controlling her career. Um, and it, it's so weird because if you listen to her poppy stuff from kind of the late '70s through the '80s and and whatever into the '90s, you listen to her stuff from the '60s, which is very kind of. 60s country this is a different sounding song than any of that this is like this is like hillbilly yeah. r&b yeah yes and i think it's it's, different. Different. it's it's not as cute as her other stuff is because well, it's minor it's minor mm-hmm. yeah yes it's, yes it's in that minor well, yeah and it's not it's not cute but still her that that effect comes off in the song just her you know likability and and i think this song is it's it's one of those songs that I don't know who would not like this song. I don't know who you could put this on for. They'd be like, this is trash. This is, this is not good. The, the, <laughs> d- the dude in the song yeah. would not like the song. He would feel very the, uncomfortable and awkward with the song. Out of all the songs we've done on this podcast, I think this is one of the most universal. You don't get a choice to, to like it or not. There, the yeah. one thing about Dolly Parton to me, and like this may go to your cute thing, Neil, and, and this does come through in the song, is she's always seemed like an old woman to me. Like her voice, mm-hmm. it sounds she like she's an always old been woman. significantly older than you. Wait, I, but I mean, just like even listening to now at my age now, and 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 this song, which she was is. probably close to our age now, she still just sounds older. But like, what's that, that country Appalachian? Yeah, but of, like Loretta Lynn, who's uh, the same age, doesn't sound like. Oh, as, I, see, I, I totally think Loretta Lynn sounds just as always had that old <clears throat> vibe. No, Loretta Lynn sounds like a mother of eight who's like struggling. But she's not like a mother of eight for fifty years. That's my point. Is like Dolly she's Parton, always sound like yes, a mother of eight. Absolutely. But Dolly Parton's always sound like the grandma who never had kids who's just like, Life's been great. Dolly's just so charming. 
Uh, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely 100% charming. What I'm describing is charming. Like, I mean, everybody well, loves that person. But see, I still think of her from like the best little whorehouse in Texas. Like that movie with her and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, she was never grandmothery. I well, mean, I think the song was so. Im- <laughs> I said her vocal. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, she was. Not, she didn't give me grandma thoughts. We're, we're getting. We're getting yeah. off track. Well, <laughs> Neil, on. what you got? I think this song is so important because it's not. It's not. I will always love you. It's not her. It's not this super overproduced. You know, candy coated bullshit. It's just raw emotion great acoustic guitar like it it's different than anything else she's ever done it's completely different absolutely and she she said she wrote this and i will always love you same day. <laughs> in the same day that's a that's good awesome. day which that's is fucking impressive Pat which, which goes to your argument jonathan that she's the most talented person in country music oh yeah that's a that's that's a nice day there that's a that's a oh, that's a 10 million dollar day if not more she, oh, yeah i mean <laughs> i bet way more i guarantee you way more um <laughs> Oh, so a, a while back, a few years ago, a friend of mine gave me and my fiance tickets to go see Dolly at the Hollywood Bowl. And you would never see so many conservatives and gay folks in the same vicinity in your life as at a Dolly Parton That's concert. That's what I was saying. It's so universal. Like, exactly. Maybe before her at a Julie Garland concert. A Ju- now, yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine talking to someone and being like, I fucking hate Dolly Parton? You're like, whoa. Yeah. I don't like, right, you, you need to go. You got some anger management issues. <laughs> you need to, you need there's to no reason of. to ever say that. <laughs> like, there's just there's no reason to say that. Fucking hate Dolly. Well, the, the first thing I remember about Dolly Parton, honestly, is uh, is Dollyland. Like, I just remember growing up Dollywood, being like, "What, bro?" The, well, that's the second thing. Dolly, Dollywood. Yeah, that's at least maybe the third thing, technically. But like. <laughs> <laughs> but just as a child you remember like oh we're gonna go to people go to you know nashville and they're wherever is it it's in gatlinburg right yeah Gats- yeah i think so gatlinburg gatlinburg yeah there's yeah. a gatlin not it's not plural yeah it's I don't not think gatlin it's, 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 it's not it's not plural well i must say uh, my boss whenever my company makes it big he already has the the house picked out he's like as soon as we like get a huge contract go into dollywood like, I, I thought plan. you were about to say whenever y'all get a huge contract, he puts on nine to five. Working nine to <laughs> no, five. No, no, we're, we're, <laughs> they're really working even harder. We're taking a charter plane to fucking Dollywood. <laughs> um, well, all right. So back to back to Jolene. Chip Young plays the. He was a Nashville session guitar player. Played on just everything back then. He plays the picking like a, and he was famous for a thumb picking pattern, which I I don't really know what that means, but like the picking pattern sounds so different to me than yeah. anything. Yeah, it's in the, in this genre of music, especially I heard at the time. It's so percussive, just the way he's hitting those notes. He's he's almost pulling up on the strings. I mean, it has such an effect. It's such a huge part of the song. I don't know. I think it's a great song, but without that picking pattern which i imagine Absolutely. he wrote that as well i don't think dolly was sitting around going bow, 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 bow. <laughs> like, it's my favorite part of the yeah, song it's, yeah, it's super cool. well i mean it's minor and there's like a lot of like hammer-ons mm-hmm. so it's not played just from a pick strum typical country kind of yeah, vibe it's the hammer-ons yeah. are a big part of it the rhythm is what makes it boom yeah and it swings just the acoustic guitar like has a really good kind of swing to it And that's that's why the, it works so well in the song because 
her voice, even like the cuter old woman thing, her voice just is naturally sw- swings. So mm-hmm. like it, it really works with this this picking part so well. It gives it like some urgency and like adds kind of the desperation of the message of, mm-hmm. of the content of what she's yeah. talking about. Yeah, and the melancholy too. It's it's. It almost makes you feel like she's pacing around as she's singing mm-hmm. it, like thinking about what she wants to say active. to this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very active, but it's not something that makes you move. It, it has a swing to it. it. You can move to it. I guess you could two-step to this, but you're not going to like start dancing to this song. You know, It's something that's almost like you put on, you just kind of like, it maybe a head bob. The nature of the song is solemn. So it kind of has like yeah. a, mm-hmm. so it doesn't make you want to really celebrate somebody cheating on somebody yeah you don't want to you don't want to dance a jig right but j- the vibe is danceable but the na- the song is not really yeah and i i feel like what what's going on in this song is in some ways how acoustic guitar is supposed to be played whatever they're doing this 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 pull off picking melancholy sound in that genre it's, it's kind of it's kind of the peak of that kind of playing i i really because it's kind of a mix of like rock country and bluegrass flat picking even though it is finger picking but it, it, it just has that that old sound to it it just it sounds timeless i bet it's, you it's, they defaulted into this rhythm i bet you they were like i don't know what else to fucking do but this i don't think there's anything default about this i think this was very deliberate it's like disco it's like disco rhythm it is it's, but it's, it's also that like that high low it's it's also timeless it sounds old it sounds kind of that's her from voice the hills it doesn't her sound like disco. Yeah. It sounds but like rhythmically, yeah. like mountain that's music. That's her down home vocal. That's her. Yeah, rhythmically, the the rhythm is very. It's super disco. It's like fucking the Bee Gees. But the, the tone is not disco. The tone is like Neil said. The tone is the, still. I'm talking about the rhythm. Mountain. The rhythm. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. The other thing about the song, I mean, the vocals are. With Dolly, Dolly's one of the few people, and there are a few, and they're all iconic, where just within like a couple of notes, you can tell exactly who it is. And her voice is so clear, and, and obviously the adjective sweet has been mentioned a couple of times, but it's also, there's so much determination in it, and there's so, such yeah. a point to it. People talk about that high lonesome sound, they more talk about with like tenor, bluegrass, Bill Monroe types, but she has that from a, like almost an operatic kind of quality to it it's, mm-hmm. it's incredible she's one of my favorite mm-hmm. singers ever yeah and I, I think just songwriting wise it uh it was such a good move to put the chorus out front just right away just give it give give it to me she just repeats jolene and just uses the melody like she doesn't need to tell a story during that part it's just like jolene 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 but in such a beautiful melody it hits you right from the gates well, you, you got to think that that was the first part she came up with. Mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. Jolene. Da, 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 yeah. da. And, John, and to that point, Jonathan, I think I love her voice so much because she reminds me, first of all, my, I feel like my sister sings like her. My sister sings in a lot of weddings Sweet. and stuff and always has. And I feel like a lot of people I've heard sing at church try to sing like her. So it's very down-home if you're from the South it's like a nice little comfortable bed you can just lay your head head down on. Her voice is very familiar, in the, in that sense, and, and also it's it it sounds great. You know she's not pitchy. She and she gets really up there. She's so sincere. Absolutely, that's her hallmark, man. A sincerity, like and just... and you know she she wrote what she's singing. So like right, she she's she came up with this. Yeah. She's feeling Which is this. So impressive. It's not an interpretation. 
it's her just like doing her thing and this song that with along with that picking it just kind of takes it to a different it, it creates a different vibe for her catalog that speaking of her voice i don't exactly love the band but when I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl, she covered The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, and it finally oh. made that fucking song. I bet that, she killed that. What? Oh it was That's, so, so fucking I wanna, good, I want to look that up right now. It, it was so amazing. good. I love that tune. The The other funny thing about the song is I thought, listening all week, because it kind of sounds like she does her own harmonies. She does. Uh, I'm sure. Doesn't she? Uh, well, it, I don't know. I mean, like, I looked. It says, I, I it it says the Nashville edition are doing backing on the album, but I don't know if they do it on this song. That's definitely now, her on the... Da, 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 da. Like that's yeah. definitely her. Well, that's definitely but her. but yeah. no no that like that like haunting like yeah, yeah. Fleetwood Mackey thing. I absolutely I don't think, think it's that's her. her. I think that's her behind herself. Yeah, yeah. But like that that's yeah. a different vocalist. No, I think da, da, the really weird one, the kind of dissonant one. At the the end. one that sounds like Fleetwood Mac, ghostly. The one that makes the song sound like she's casting a spell on mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, I think that's absolutely yeah. her. Oh, you can. And I was I was listening all week, and I'm like, you know, everybody's always like the whole Stevie Nicks witch thing has just been overplayed to the at the at this point to a just level of like, all right, stop, we get it. And, and so I'm wondering, it if, was so awful when she was on American Horror Story. It was that was one of the worst seasons of any show I've ever seen. But but like the end of this song sounds like what she she was doing. I'm pretty sure all that stuff came after this, and so mm-hmm. I wonder how much. Is Dolly the real gypsy? Like, is that <laughs> well, of people course, giving absolutely. Dolly the short strift uh, well, on this fucking gypsy shit? Well, to that point, and just the songwriting. I love <clears throat> Fleetwood Mac too. Just I do. Um, but I almost relax. have like there's one take that's the same as the Everly Brothers. Uh, when will I be loved? It's like Dolly, get it together. Jolene, fuck Jolene, and fuck this guy. Like this relationship is already over. Like, what are you doing? Like you're you're just pining over this. Man who's obsessed with Jolene, get your life together. Fuck him. Well, what's so great about it? If you look at what she wrote this song, she basically based it on a an eight year old who asked for an autograph one time at a show, who she just thought was the prettiest little girl she'd ever seen, and combined that with a bank teller that her husband flirted with after they got married at a bank in like '66. So impressiveness about just someone taking things from life and making a song that can that everybody can relate to based on not something that's like actually true, but also doing it concisely, simply, and like just easy to understand. The whole idea of please don't take him just because you can. Like yeah. there's an honesty yeah. to no. that that uh, most people that, aren't willing yeah. to fucking admit. Exactly. But it's it's crazy. Um, like my happiness depends on you. That is such a yes. a terrible place to put yourself in. Like right, but we mean? do we we all do that though. Yes, we, we do. All but you got to snap out of it. You've already lost this guy. Right, but that's He's not gone. reality. Reality is we want to snap out of it, but we don't. And the song yeah, like the this part- reminds us that we're all victims of our own psyche. Yeah, when you're in the midst of it. It's it, remember. It's, it's always easier to tell someone to snap out of it. Yeah, I mean, everyone else's problems are so easy to fix. I don't know why anyone <laughs> but me has any trouble. It's seriously. It's like I'm the only one that has real problems. There's a point in a relationship where you decide if this person can take them from you, or you're gonna snap out of it and not yeah, have that line of thinking. It says the unemotionally affected person, right? I mean, but yeah, once you're emotionally affected, it's 
can be desperate. Except my thing is more like I'm gonna beat your fucking ass if you Wait. can talk to my fucking girl than I am asking somebody a favor. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it all sums it up in the you could have your choice of man, but I can never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. I mean, he's not, but sure, you feel that way when you're kind of in the grips of it, you know. Most people aren't yeah. willing to be that vulnerable in yeah, a song. Th- I mean, this song is like it's a one present. last grasp, but like. This is my last. I'm gonna write this great song and see if that'll that'll lure you back. She is humbling herself, and that's so admirable. I'm, beg- I'm begging of you, please don't take don't, my man. Like, but it's I'm not even you, like she's trying to. It. It's just like you're that fucking hot. Like that's it. That's what's so great about the songwriting. She sets it up of like this is this person is the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Like, please don't take my husband. Like yeah. I'm begging you. <laughs> right. Please like, don't take my, I, guy. I would understand if he left me, but I just don't, don't <laughs> yeah, just please. don't like, I need him more than you do. <laughs> you get much of the husbands. And, just, so they, they, and in that sense, it's kind of funny. Like there's humor, but it's sincere. It's just like, fuck. Absolutely. Most people want to present themselves as the hero. And she's presenting herself as from coming from the weaker position and most people don't have the honesty to do that in art but actually but it's not that she's a victim it's like pre-victim she's that's like, what I'm saying. like <laughs> yeah and, and that's what most people don't have the honesty to fucking say that in a song that's very impressive humility yeah the self-assurance Oof. the security stability whatever yeah the thing and, is i feel like if you look at dolly in like the 70s she's fucking jolene like <laughs> like who's gonna take your man seriously dolly yeah, <laughs> I mean she's so charming and fucking she's she's got all it's not even fair like she's playing with so many such a stacked deck <laughs> pun pun intended or no, <laughs> no pun intended I mean she's cute she's fucking voluptuous she's fucking charming she's clearly intelligent she's seductive she's like it's like my mom always has always told me how much smarter women are than men and it's like what it really is is like women are playing chess and men are playing checkers, and like yeah, Dolly is like a that. grandmaster chess player, well, and she has it all, except with another <laughs> fucking grandmaster um, chess player. That's, and just just on the songwriting, I think this this kind of dips into what we were talking about with Gordon Lightfoot. It's a it's a little it gets a little mystical where it's like your eyes are of emerald green, like like I don't think the verses are as important as just Joe like the picking and. Her singing Jolene is all you need. The rest is just filler. No, man, I I, I disagree with you completely on that. I mean, I think I think the lyric. So is, you think if she if if there was something else she was saying that it wouldn't be as good of a song? Well, no, you're so you're just saying you like the you think the melody can stand on its own yes. with with filler. But I would not agree with you that what is in there now is filler. I, think I don't if think you it's actually, bad. The first verse is, your beauty is beyond compare with flaming locks of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is like the summer rain, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. I mean, that is so concise, and every word matters and counts and, and adds up to that last sentence. To Like, the payoff is great there. And you can, She explains why the allure, that, that, that even as a woman, she can see another woman as that alluring. I, I just don't think it matters that much. She can describe her all she wants. I think it's nice, but I think this song wouldn't be what it was without the picking and the Jolene part. That is that is that is ninety percent of the song. Ten percent sure. Describe this woman as much as you want. And, you know, she's almost like coming off like she's falling in love with the woman in, in some ways. You know. That's no, no, for your, it's, to your point, it's not lyrically flawless. There is filler. 
Just get your yeah, phone. No, I mean, when, don't when you're listening to, to it, people kind of like shit. everyone sings the Jolene part and then you drop out and you're like, huh? and everyone's yeah. just waiting to sing Jolene along with Dolly. Like, right. But that's how the song, the song's set up that way. Yeah, I can't disagree I with, with that, but I will say just as a lyric, she makes good use of it. Yeah, every right. line is, there's not a word wasted. I can agree with both of you. It, the lyrics are good. But they they are filler. I like, can easily not, understand how you could easily take my man is not great. Just when, showing how easily and, and the melody it it sounds yes great. it's fine it works it's not it's, great it, though it works. but you're right it's not as good as a chorus it's a lull it's I agree it's a lull it's a bit of a lull I think it was a mistake okay we'll we'll agree to disagree there the other thing that makes this song great is is the production the producer is Bob Ferguson he was another guy songwriter producer in Nashville worked with everybody. And, you know, I listen to this album today. It's fine. I mean, it has this song, and I Will Always Love You. I think this song is better than her rendition of I Will Always Love You. Yeah, but it's much better. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. Anyway, the, just the production on, on, on the whole album is the same. This song has a different pat, picking pattern than like all rhythm, the other ones. Rhythmically. It's yeah. Rhythmically. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 you know, even the drums. I mean, like, really, the, the things that stand out are her vocals, the, the, the picking, and the drums, and, and where he puts them in the, in the mix. Is, it's, I mean, the whole album's a real home run. I mean, just the fact that this and I Will Always Love You are on the same, it's, it's so good. Those are two great songs to have on one album. Yeah. You're going to have an album that's like, oh, well, you know, there's two really amazing songs, and then, like, some other good ones. Yeah, it's like she lost the battle with Jolene, and she's like, she breaks up with the guy, like, Go ahead. I'll always love you. And the fact that it was just the namesake of the album and the opener, it's super strong. Like, she knew from the get-go, like, all right, this is a winner. This is a hit. And it is. It's her most co- it, it is her most covered song ever. You can, if, you, if you listen to the country music of the time and even her catalog, this is just such a strange little detour. In, yeah. it, it, like, went from, like, Rhythmically. Tra- yeah. like traditional country style of the time to like this kind of outlier to like kind of her crossing over into the pop world uh which again is another impressive thing about dolly she's kind of one of the first country artists to do that to where she crossed over into popular music right and and became a a huge star just internationally and that will bring us to the vibe time portion of the evening cue the music in three two one All right, Jonathan. Yes. What? Uh, when do you want to hear Jolene? I don't know. Hanging out on a Sunday afternoon, having some drinks, chilling. Cause it's like because it's dramatic, but it's it's also pa- passive. Like it's it, it doesn't suck you in the way some really like dramatic tunes do, but it's still it, it just offers a vibe. But it's it's something you can groove to. But it's also a bit dark and ominous. So just mm-hmm. yeah, hanging out with folks on a fucking sunny sunny afternoon. Nice, Neil. Um, I think I've used this this recently, but um, around a campfire, I think just fire has huh. to be involved when you're listening to this song. Fire, fire, fire! <laughs> I, was, I was trying not to do. That. I was literally just trying to. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. This, this is perfect for a Shay J. After I've gotten out of a relationship, <laughs> just getting wasted with somebody, just walk over to the jukebox, throw this on, and this comes on like third song, and be like, "Yep, yep, that's it." This would sound great in a dive bar, like in a yes. real dive bar. Well, it would the sound answer to this great. question is anytime, all the time, anywhere. Thank you. <laughs>
And and now that we are uh, gonna slide under the influence for a second, what do you think this song influenced? Uh, was in, influenced moving forward, or suggestions on what people should listen to if they like this song, Jonathan? There's a there's a slowed down version where it's because it, this is at I don't I don't remember the RPMs for like records, but whatever this one's at, there's a version where it slowed down to half speed, and huh. it sounds like it sounds like Ray Montaigne singing it. Mm-hmm. But it's just Which Dolly he has slow. A song called Jolene. <laughs> yes, he does have a song called Jolene. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's it's just Dolly slowed down, and it's 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 very very cool. There's a version online um, on YouTube that's Jolene um, at 33 RPMs, which is I guess slower than the 45 or whatever they would normally huh. play it at. And it's it sounds like it's super slow and groovy. It's very cool. Yeah, and it's that's I, really I fun. Get, I bet. Neil, what you got? I think this was important for just songwriters in general. I think it's a great just Absolutely. kind of beacon to uh, to strive for. I think this is just such a great song, um, and, and it's inspired many. I, I can't think of anything prior that would have inspired Dolly other than heart heartache. Since then, I, I really think the song has had a big influence on music in general. Obviously, she's influenced by like the Carter family, uh, Rose Maddox, Kitty Wells. Brenda Lee, Patsy Cline, people like that. And obviously she influenced everyone after her. Like you said, Neil, songwriters, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, Reba McIntyre, Martina McBride, Casey Musgraves even. And honestly, any crossover artist from country into the mainstream, she was the first person to do that. Dolly's like a force of nature, man. She's she's so like pure. Like Her talent is so... It's just who she is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, she she's is, a very uh, special individual. Well, she's she's a one of those one name person. You can say Dolly, you know who you're talking about in that sense. There's and Dolly, say, and then there's Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Both one name artists, which, which we've confused on this podcast before. Dolly um, Parton would be a very cool fucking band name. I will say, if you if you don't know Dolly Parton's catalog, there is a great song she wrote called "Light of a Clear Blue Morning." You've never heard that. Give it a listen. It's another just classic or great Dolly Parton song. At what age were you listening to Here We Go Again? I just I just love a fucking childhood Josh Bond. Here we go again. I, I just I, I remember that song. Even though it came out in the late 70s, I just remember it from What's the What's your 80s. favorite Dolly song? Growing up, I mean, I just, 9 to 5 was a song it's pretty I knew banging. the best by her. And it's great. You see them? I assume you saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. the movie, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was just a great... And what's the one she came out, like, when the late 80s that was all over country radio? It was like, uh, what you come in here looking like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've... I think it's called What You Come In Here Looking Like That. I remember that song Dude, when I was... Dude, fucking her and Kitty doing Islands in the Stream, written by the it's BGs. A, it's a, it's it's, a good tune, No, but. no, no, no. It's so good. It's so fuck Like, it, it's, it's, like, seriously, it's one of my favorite songs. Well, I'm, I'm curious, Neil, what... Is your experience with, because I know you don't know as much country music as Jonathan and I. Like, How much of Dolly's catalog do you know? Yeah, 9 to 5, I definitely heard. I don't know much beyond this, I Will Always Love You, and 9 to 5. Like, I really... But have you actually heard her version of I Will Always Love You before this week? Yes, yeah, before this week, for sure. But I, I must say, I listened to it this week, and God, it's so good. It's so good. That's one of the best Um, courses ever. That's as good a course as you're going to get. Let's hop under the covers real quick. Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Well, I mean, kind of the slow version 
of of this. It's not a cover, but it feels like a cover. It's a, a different version. Uh, very cool. And then I I had heard the um, White Stripes, Jack White. I mean, I don't know. It's no. it, uh, Please it's, no. it's 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 kind of a it's a cool idea at a party, but you don't really need to make this a thing, kind of thing. <laughs> no, he, he, they made it a thing. That's they made sure. it a thing for sure. They made it a thing. Neil, what 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 you got? Um, well, speaking of slow down, uh, Grace Potter does a very good slow version of the song where she's not doing the picking; she's just strumming it, and but using like the anticipation of the chords. Like um, there's a, a a solo acoustic that comes in and just. It's, it's a really cool version. And beyond that, uh, there, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of great covers. The White Stripes, I, I, I can do without. And um, I really do think Miley Cyrus kind of crushes this. I, I found a version of her singing it with Dolly. And Dolly's actually her godmother, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So they, they sing it back and forth. And she huh. does a version in 2012, this Backyard Sessions with... It's on YouTube. Very good quality uh, video yeah, of her so doing it with a band in her backyard. It's great. I will completely disagree with you guys. I mean, like the White Stripes doing Jolene live. It's so bad. Awesome. It's so it's not good. It's so bad. I, I enjoy it. He doesn't it. even I, do the picking part. He's just screaming, Jolene, Jolene. Enough with your emotion. Can you just play your fucking guitar or sing straight and not, not tell really. me how anxious you are? <laughs> <laughs> I well, he's doing. Remember when we talked about in the ball and biscuit? It's emo rock. Oh, he's God. giving his emo it's rock version. Too much of emotion. Uh, first of all, Neil, you and I just really just I cannot stand Miley Cyrus's voice. So, well, have like, you no, heard her do no this song? That. No, no, I have heard it, yeah. but I absolutely yeah, she does it great. It's, I don't, I don't know what you're talking. I disagree. About. I think you're just annoyed with her in general, like because it's good. I, I don't, it's, I don't it's know what you're talking about good. with the White Stripes version. Same thing. How could you like the White Stripes version? It's just. He's just whining and just strumming the chords. Like, All right, thumb war. Thumb war to decide the winner. I think they're both equally <laughs> useless if it helps. Did, Josh, did you just declare a thumb war? I just declared a thumb hey, war to now, decide the winner. Thumb war is nothing to about. I don't think we can do that on Skype. Well, so, so there's, a, there's a couple more covers. Uh, I'll go over real quick. There's a straight bluegrass cover uh, by Rhonda Wilson. That's a not bad. bluegrass cover. <laughs> there is a... Uh, she had, uh, I think she may have won a Grammy for this song in recently with her version of this with pentatonix which is just they do the acapella stuff is it is what it is i, I mean i watched a video of it and there's one guy basically the, the there's this tall like bass guy who looks like anthony jeselnik <laughs> is he a nihilist <laughs> it's so nihilist. i was like is that jeselnik doing the bass in this acapella group i mean that's the that's the worst combination of talent and expression yeah, what acapella? I've never seen. Well, <laughs> so talented, on so that useless. Note, there's did, Josh. Did you listen to the Strawberry Switchblade '80s version? No. Strawberry Switchblade. <laughs> strawberry. I thought I'm getting fucking mugged by a cartoon. <laughs> no, it, it's like a, a, a straight up synth '80s version, and it's not good. Um, there's also a DJ Ricky Luna version that came out for the Dumplin' soundtrack a couple years ago. It is absolutely worthless. What did you say, DJ to me? Ricky Luna? <laughs> 
DJ Ricky. Anything with Ricky. DJ Ricky Luna. Uh, and then Olivia Newton John covered this yes, in the late 70s. It's a very poppy version. It's, it's not very good. It's fine. I'll it's give her pop- a little it, leash it, on anything. Like, when, when I first put that on, it was Did like. Did you say you'd put her in a leash on anything? What? <laughs> I'll give her a leash. Well, I, I put on that version, and when it first came on, I was like, nah, this is terrible. And then I was like, ah. as it went on, I was like, ah, it sounds all right. I, I, as it went on, I turned it off. I, just, uh, I, I was a big, I was a big let's get physical fan when I was like seven. So you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was ready to get physical. This is a big pod for a young Jonathan right here, Dolly Parton and Olivia. Young, John. young Johnny. <laughs> this is a big pod. For, for, for little Johnny, when you're little, they all seem big, Josh. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? It fits well. It fits like a fucking. Like regret. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so much pair of shoes you bought that you regretted buying. Yeah, exactly. It's like I shouldn't be buying these, but I'm going to buy them anyway. Uh, like an expensive pair of boots that you bought for like 600 bucks, and you're like, I don't have this money. Yeah, but exactly. But, but they're so fucking nice, and they're so elegant that I keep them anyway. <laughs> I'm going to take a credit card debt on that. Just <laughs> Exactly. <yeah. laughs> exactly. Neil, That's how they fit. what you got? Um, the shoe fits very well. Uh, I think it's kind of it's it's kind of like a shoe you didn't know you needed until you hear it. Like, I think when I, if anyone hears this song, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, I do need a pair of shoes that sounds just like this. <laughs> uh, I would say they fit like, like a pair of loafers, like where everything is just strong and efficient and they live on. And it's always going to be there. I love that loafers make you think of strong, efficient, and fucking and eternal. live on. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I think of eternity, I think of loafers. <laughs> Boat loafers. Oh, my Christ. Boat you, you definitely weren't in fraternity. You sure you weren't in fraternity. I mean, and on that note, <laughs> I, I actually rushed to fraternity, and then the day no. of the rush party, I went to see Mo Dot at the Orpheum in Boston. Sweet. And, Good and move. Skipped the, Good no, no, I was, not, I was in fraternity, so I'm not judging. I knew there was a reason I liked you, Josh. <laughs> I was smoking opium at Modot. Um, so on that note, uh, we we are going to play a cover of Dolly Parton's "Jolene." Thank you. 
Okay, the cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh, Josh Bond, and Madison Wackerman. Thank you for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple iTunes and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Jonathan's week. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Ben Gibbard's uh, collaboration with Amy Mann, uh, or at least uh, playing with her, on Bigger Than Love. Can't wait! <laughs>